turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamline, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dersham and I have a great show for you. We have just come off of a week where so much is going on. We've got document leaks and we've got um, all sorts of criminal cases and civil cases and indictments and arraignments and all sorts of things going on in Congress. It is always difficult to find out what to talk about, but we're always able nonetheless to find a silver lining for Saturday night. And this is no exception. Larry, who are we blessed to have with us on the line today? Rima LeBeau, medical doctor is a graduate of Albert Einstein College of Medicine who believes passionately in the right of Americans to choose their own health paths. She has practiced drug-free natural medicine for 50 years by seeking the underlying cause of every illness and ailment and treating that root cause. Thank you for being with us today, Dr. Rima. Oh, it's my pleasure. Dr. Rima, you have such an interesting background, and it's even more interesting given that the way you practice is a little little unorthodox and very healthy and very interesting, and we're, we're dying to know, how did you get into that line of work? Well, um, I wanted to be a physician since I was a young child. I, I came from a very disturbed family, and so I saw the impact of psychiatry making things better, and I thought, well, that's interesting. I want to know more about that. So I went to medical school to become a psychiatrist. Uh, when I was graduated from the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in 1970, which I'm happy to say, Wendy, is still within living memory, um, I was convinced that the drugs that were coming in uh, at a great pace, the antidepressants, antipsychotic medications, uh, anti-anxiety agents, were not good for people. They were poorly tested, but they were being snapped up by the doctors who practiced psychiatry because it made them real doctors in the eyes of other doctors. And so they were really eager to embrace what they called biological psychiatry, which meant putting dangerous substances into people's bodies without regard to what it would do to their brains and to the long-term consequences. I said, I can't do that. I won't do that. So I vowed to myself I would find another path, and I did. I used um, nutrition. I used detoxification. I used homeopathy. I used frequency devices uh, extensively, including neurobiofeedback, a very powerful tool for self-regulation. And uh, gradually, people who had non-psychiatric diagnoses as well 
started coming to me from around the world saying, can you help? I have a condition that is incurable. The doctor told me to go home and die or live with the pain or just um, uh, there's no cure for it. Can you help? And I said, I don't know. Let's find out. And generally the answer was yes. And so my practice expanded from the practice of psychiatry, which I was trained in, uh, child, adolescent, and adult psychiatry, to the practice of what I called cataclysmic primary care. Then uh, I had a head of state who was a patient of mine, and uh, she casually announced one day in 2002 or 2003 that it was almost time for the great culling of the useless eaters, and I had to know what that meant. And that took me on a research pathway to uh, discover that she was quite serious. In addition to being bed bug crazy, she also was accurate, and she was telling me what the uh, – powers that would be had planned for us. And I decided, along with my husband, Major General Albert N. Stubblebein III, that we would close our practice of medicine in 2004, which was quite a decision given that that's how we earned our living. And we would take on the globalist agenda and derail it to prevent precisely what we're living through now. And um, I have been doing that persistently and consistently and irritatingly enough to the powers that would be um, since 2004 more than full-time my husband was murdered in the process of doing this to shut both him and me up well it did reduce the volume of his voice but not mine and here we are today I am the medical director of the Natural Solutions Foundation and we are determined to literally prevent the genocide that the globalist have in mind for us, for which reason we created PreventGenocide2030.org, a site where people can learn quite a lot about what's going on and also can take action to develop the political will to get as many countries as possible out of the World Health Organization, which is the Death Star coming across the horizon to kill us. Why? Uh, Dr. Rima, why has there been such a massive loss of trust in medical experts since the p- pandemic began. And I guess technically it's, it's no longer uh, a pandemic because uh, President Biden signed a uh, bipartisan resolution ending the pandemic for now. Uh, but why have we lost such th- faith in our physicians, and our medical experts? And how is who the World Health Organization contributed to this loss of trust? Well, it's about time that we lost trust in in, uh, regulatory agencies and experts, quote, quote, who have been lying to us and who have basically signed away our right to life, informed consent and freedom. They don't deserve our trust. Um, They are corrupt and captured um, uh, members of a corrupt and captured system, the CDC, which I call the Center for Disease Creation, and the FDA, which I call the Fraud and Death Administration, um, are not telling us the truth. The entire regulatory process and um, safety evaluation of the um, the COVID vaccines has been far worse than a sham. Uh, the the data has been distorted and lied. The quote safety signals caused by these incredibly dangerous mRNA and uh, adenovirus DNA vector vaccines has been suppressed and ignored and denied 
to the detriment of humanity. Billions and billions of people have been infected and injected with deadly materials that were known to be deadly before they were ever brought out for deployment. And this is part of the plan because these agencies and these corrupt regulators are perfectly comfortable with a depopulation agenda to reduce the population by a vast percentage, which is going on, and to uh, to transhumanize and enslave those who are permitted to remain alive. Let me point out that transmission uh, protection was never part of what was checked for with these vaccines. They don't prevent transmission. And most of the people dying in hospital at this point with COVID-related anything are those who are fully jabbed, fully vaccinated. This is an international statistic now rolling out from the UK and Australia and various other parts and, and uh, uh, the EU, as well as the, um, the data that's available in the United States, although that's being suppressed. No wonder they're not trusted. They don't deserve our yeah. trust. Mm. Right. You know, one thing that um, I, I don't know if it's a real statistic, but is it true that during the pandemic, the death rates in the U.S. actually went down? Um, yeah, that's a very interesting point, Dr. Wendy. We don't actually have pandemics in modern societies. We have a Holocaust going on, an iatrogenic Holocaust, which I call an iatrogenocide, a doctor-induced genocide that is already rolling out. But we didn't have a pandemic. Uh, modern societies with modern functional healthcare systems, uh, adequate nutrition, sanitation, and hygiene do not have pandemics. Uh, the whole pandemic thing was, by the way, the word pandemic was undefined. The definition was canceled by Margaret Chan when she was the director general of the World Health Organization, better called the World Holocaust Organization. Um, she, she simply eliminated the definition of pandemic. Well, if there's no definition, you can call anything a pandemic that you like. For example, New Zealand was shut down in a brutal lockdown when they had one alleged case of COVID and the diagnostics that are used, the PCR diagnostics are completely bogus. They're fraudulent to begin with. So, well, did we have any cases? Who knows? Monkeypox was declared to be a pandemic by Tedros Cabrasis, the uh, director general of the World Health Organization, when they had, what, four cases? And in fact, they were smallpox, not monkeypox. So, we we have fraud upon fraud upon fraud. What we have is a propagandemic worldwide used to scare people out of rational thinking. I mean, think about it. You need mandates to protect people who are vaccinated from people who are not vaccinated because the vaccine that the people who are vaccinated took didn't protect them. Say what? <laughs> okay. Hey, you know, this is great. We're going to pick it up on the other side. Um, but just to make sure we, we, get, we get it out there, can you tell us your website? You bet. PreventGenocide2030.org.
Okay, excellent. We're going to keep talking to you on the other side. We just need to take a short commercial break, so stay with us. This is a fascinating discussion. And to our listeners, do not touch that dial. We have another amazing segment for you when we return. This is Today with Dr. Wendy. We will be back in a flash. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick, and my co-host Larry Dersham and I are going to continue with our phenomenal guest. And Larry, I think you are up. You've got a lot of questions. We'll see how many of them we can actually get through. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Dr. Rima is our guest today. Uh, Dr. Rima, I wanted to ask you, Are we, are, is the World Health Organization currently working on a treaty with all the nations, basically, that belong to WHO. And also, there's something, how does that tie in to the international health regulations? Could you explain that for the folks and why this is so important? Oh, you bet. And I'm really happy you asked that, Larry. Um, there's a lot of chatter about the treaty, the pandemic treaty, this pandemic treaty. Um, the treaty is a decoy. Yeah, there's a treaty being negotiated, and it, it's being negotiated in secret like everything else that's happening around all these issues. Uh, the high and mighty are negotiating our fate, our life, our death without allowing us to even know what they're doing because they have relevant stakeholders, and that's not you and it's not me. It's the uh, the uber-wealthy and the uber-powerful who think we should eat the bugs. Um, but what's happening is this. The World Health Organization is a treaty organization that every nation in the world, 196 of them, has joined. And that organization was set up in 1945. We joined in the United States in 1948. It was set up to be an advisory organization. They've advised badly. Everything they've done has been a horrible mistake. They're a terrible organization, but they're an advisory terrible organization, which, by the way, never met a vaccine that it didn't love. Um, so this advisory organization has decided that it wants to control the entire world. And that's, of course, to protect us. We're, they're the super government, and they're there to help. We know those are bad words. And so what they've done is created a set of international health regulations, which were first created in 1992. And it sounded like a good way for countries to share information between them. And then that was revised and revised again. The last revision was 2005. And in that last revision, um, it was said that when a pandemic, not further defined because that was the definition was taken away, when a pandemic of significant um, severity, a level four pandemic, was declared unilaterally without consultation and without question possible by the 
director general of the World Health Organization, that would give them the opportunity to take over the governance of every one of the member states, all 196 countries. Oops, that means that they had a seriously um, powerful incentive to declare a level four pandemic. Well, they've tried that a couple of times. They tried it with swine flu, which... Uh, if anybody died from swine flu, a biological weapon created in the uh, WHO laboratory in Glasgow, if anybody died from swine flu, it might have been as many as 11 people. And that one flopped because people wouldn't take the dangerous vaccine. Um, and, and so they had to abandon that. Then they tried um, COVID and they made a whole big deal out of that, and then they made a whole big deal out of monkeypox, and the K is silent, I would uh, suggest to everyone. Right. This is <laughs> nonsense. And the meanwhile, they were moving forward with new international health regulations to change the essential nature of WHO, the World Holocaust Organization, from an advisory body to a controlling body. And there, last year, uh, some amendments were proposed that were very bad, and we managed to beat most of them, but not all of them back. This year, at the World Health Assembly, which is the annual meeting of the member states of the World Health Organization, 307 amendments are proposed to the international health regulations, which make them legally binding on all member states in the event of a pandemic. Well, we've had Bill Gates and uh, Tedros and other bad guys in, on the international stage tell us, and Fauci, of course, tell us that we're going to have another pandemic. Of course we are, because it's in their interest, too, and it doesn't matter how how fraudulent the pandemic is. So they have the... Uh, the media uh, means to convince us that we have a pandemic and then tell us that we have to have lockdowns and we have to have new vaccines. And by the way, the World Health Organization has a program called One Health, which really means one hell, um, in which they take over every single organism on the planet, human and otherwise, and under which they, under the uh, uh, international health regulations and the sustainability programs, in their immunization implementation agenda, an official document that I have shared and will be happy to make available to your audience, um, they have a chart which shows that by 2030, which is the date of implementation for what used to be Agenda 21, there will be 500 novel vaccines that every man, woman, and child on the planet will receive under universal mandate with zero exemptions. And if you think about the harm that's been done by just this one little swarm of vaccines for COVID, you will see that the harm is extermination of most of the people on the planet, which is their plan, their articulated plan. And also all of the prior vaccines that already exist will also be mandated and there will be zero exemptions, except, of course, for them and their children and families. But we're talking about mass extinction through, quote, medical protection. This is Dr. Rima, how, how and can they, evil. 
How can they get away with claiming they won't accept any exemptions? I mean, they can't because of disability law and I mean all of the protections. Ah, but that you see, get. but you see, once the international <laughs> health regulation amendments are adopted by a simple majority, everything that's in them becomes legally obligatory, overwhelming and overriding national sovereignty, personal sovereignty, and personal autonomy. That's what it says. Now, you might say, but, but surely not. We have a constitution. Well, as an attorney, you know that a treaty supersedes a um, uh, a constitutional or statutory um, uh, standard or law. However, the trick here is that these international health regulations are not a treaty. The treaty is for later. The, they are already part of what we have obligated ourselves to when we joined the WHO because the international health regulations have been around since 1992 and are just amending them. The sneakiness, the, the slippery um, legalistic uh, evil of this is almost impossible to comprehend. So this doesn't require congressional ratification or presidential or prime ministerial or parliamentary uh, approval. The only thing that can protect us, and we do have the right of refusal. Every country has um, 18 months to refuse anything that, that the body agrees to. But the only thing that I can see that can protect us is to get our countries the hell out of WHO and the United Nations. And that's actually quite doable. Is there a deadline for us basically getting out of this organization, the WHO? Or, or what are the timelines? And what do we need to do to, to notify everybody about what we need to do to get out of this thing? That's why we set up Prevent Genocide 2030. The only thing that's get, going to get us out, and by the way, we did quite a lot of research on how you get out of an international treaty organization. It's really quite easy. The head of state writes a letter and says, nope, I'm not in your club anymore. What's hard is getting the head of state to write that letter, and that requires political will. Therefore, we set up... Um, Prevent Genocide 2030, where people can go and bombard their gatekeepers, also known as politicians, also known as public servants, with their demand by the millions to say, get us out of these organizations. Don't you dare create a digital health certificate. We, we will not tolerate this. And by the way, Dr. Wendy, in my view of the world, the three most important words that a free person can utter are don't you dare. And so what we're saying in very uh, polite and legally correct terminology to our gatekeepers is don't you dare keep us in these organizations, get us out of them, protect our sovereignty, protect our informed consent. Before he was murdered, my brilliant, wonderful husband, General Burt, said informed consent is the defining issue of the 21st century, and indeed it is. Thank you so much. You know, we're at the end of the show, um, but I do have to say, you really know your stuff, and I yes. love the sound bites and I mean, you know, Larry and I are just really enthralled with interesting topics. So we want to thank you so much for joining us. One more time on that website, really quickly, one more time on the website. What is it? 
Prevent Genocide 2030. Take the actions, share the link, make sure that we are preserved as a sovereign people and sovereigns within it. Fantastic. Mm, That's a great way to end the show. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you to our listeners. Have a wonderful, safe weekend, and join us next Saturday night for more of Today with Dr. Wendy, Headlines with a Silver Lining. Have a great week, and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego.